his headache. Sorry, first of all, I've just got to tell you. No, this has really cheered me. Tori, I love you. Our friend Tori has just texted me and said, check your nose, I've just seen you on Insta. And I've gone like that, and it's, I don't know what it was. I think it was like dried parsley. It definitely wasn't bogey because it was something, but anyway. Thank you, Tori. I saw you having a really good dig over there last night. Oh, shut up. Mad thoughts out to your nose. Oh, shut up. No, no. Oh, it's there. What is it? I don't know. It's like ink. Oh, is it mascara? Yeah. You've Can you get it? Just well, help me out a bit. Your nose. <sighs> it's not coming. It's off. It's off. It's off. It's off. Ah, welcome to Coffee Moaning, guys. If you're listening on podcast, Nadia's got an enormous bogey hanging <laughs> from her left nostril. My friend of mine saw me. I was on Insta oh. with it on my nose. She goes, check your nose before you do. Coffee Moaning. But anyway. I, take, I was with my mum at the hospital the other day, yesterday, and um, she said to me, she said, Thank God Nadia has finally listened to you saying for about the last 38 years, you prefer her hair with her hair up. I prefer her with her hair up. I mean, you have, we've been saying it for years, you're pretending like you've never been told this. No, I think it's because you didn't know me in my glory days when my Why'd hair go, was so amazing. Why'd you go blank whenever I say so it? So I think what it was, I was still stuck in the idea that I had amazing hair because I used to and I don't now. I just got like postmenopausal hair but when i was younger it was so curly Has anyone so, else noticed the, 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 a bat in the cave i love that ellen is that what you call it a bogey a bat in the cave i like that i love analogies and metaphors now do you think i do too many what do you think that is it's a sign of what you say it's a sign of something just a, just a annoying annoying um <coughs> i look for connections i'm always looking for parallels and i'm always looking for comparisons and i i think that sometimes one can get a greater understanding of something uh, that perhaps one doesn't even think one can understand by using a parallel or a metaphor. I, I think with no, but I think with you time. sometimes you would you would say I'm not even going to think about that subject. I couldn't even be, be bothered to talk about that subject, or it's not my kind of pay uh, pay. What's it called? My pay level grade grade. Because for whatever reason you've decided you're not. But if I then give you a different kind of comparison, you go oh. Right, you've lost her, I've lost you. Your eyes have gone completely <laughs> blank. Shark expression. So this one woke up with the worst headache. Poor oh. Mark. He hasn't couldn't even and you are an early riser, like he starts work the second he gets up, but he could not move So I was a bit worried, I have to say, because he said it woke up. I know it woke me up at five. Right at the back base of back of his head. Yeah. So really if bad. he suddenly fades away. I'll still be here with you. Okay, so, let, what are we talking about? Okay, so look, this is a really... Uh, we're going to talk about the carnage of last night in the House, House of Commons, uh, in British... At the heart, in the seat of British government. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, we called it yesterday, we said it was going to be an important moment. We didn't quite expect it to be as quite so, <laughs> so chaotic as it was. And we're going to be talking very meaningfully about a new law or a new facility, if you like, for, for parents who've had miscarriages, which is a what they called a baby loss certificate, which um, has, has been introduced for parents who have had miscarriage, or mothers and, and parents have had miscarriages under the age of 24 weeks, is that right? Mm. Yeah, lost a baby before 24 weeks. <clears throat> um, we were surprised by this one. This one's worked for me, it's been like a boomerang in terms of its effect, as I've read this story and thought about mm. it. Because we've... Yeah. Because this is this is something that people have, uh, campaigners have been working tirelessly for. I, I have to say, 
well, I didn't know about this. I suppose I must have at some point read about this, but it's kind of just gone over 2018, my head. 2018, they started to try and get... I mean, it's the Conservatives that, that, that committed to doing it, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, they said, I listened to the Health Minister today on, on Radio 4. It's part of the wider health promise, women women's health promises, you know, and credit where credit's due, that they have got this, they have got this done. Um, and what does it mean? What does it mean? I think, you know, I was I was reading some. Um, Actually, some, some, nine some, years of campaigning. Yeah. yeah, I was reading some stories today of people and what it meant to them, and you know, people can often be treated very coldly around miscarriage, and I don't think people mean it. I mean, sometimes people are just horrible. Um, I think we. I think what could this mean? This would mean. That it was really, really real. Because it's almost like you start to question yourself because you have to move on and people don't really want to talk about it. And yeah, Mylene Class has been a big Mylene Class has, has been a big campaigner, hasn't she? Can I just quickly say something? Alison Barber, I like your comment so much. Would you mind copying it and reposting it when we get to the Gaza vote, please? That'd be great. Thank you. Because I don't want to lose it. Sorry. Mm. Cool. Um, we've got someone in the room who's yeah. worrying, worrying about. Well, we've got Karis. Uh, where are you? Karis yeah, is worrying. It's... Made alive. Just just saw the poll and thinking it might not be the best to join as I'm nine weeks pregnant. New mum. Started lightly bleeding last night. I'm sure it's fine. Lightly bleeding is very normal, isn't it? Yeah. I Absolutely. mean, you always just check it, but yeah. it does happen. It does happen quite. It certainly happened with both my with, with both hours. So. Yeah, but maybe but you're just right. Check it. Maybe, but also, may, it maybe checked. worth not not if you don't want to. If it's a sensitive subject, I know I wouldn't have yeah. wanted to necessarily talk about it. Uh, and just quickly, as you're you're sort of going into this topic, lads, um, sixty-four percent of those who've answered the poll already have said they know someone or have had a miscarriage prior to twenty-four weeks. So yeah. Over two-thirds of you. So basically what this means, as from nine o'clock this morning, you can have um, your baby registered, the loss of your baby registers, for which you will get a certificate. Now, my first thought was, oh God, are they going to start asking for proof and all of this, you know how it's going to... It's not. It's totally voluntary and you just go and say that Is it's it? happened and it's... and it's. I thought about the administration. Yeah, <laughs> I did, because I thought, well... <clears throat> Is this something that actually it's going to take now a lot longer past that? Yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot about Mylene. Of course, Mylene is incredible campaign. She works so hard for women. She really is. Mm. She She's a very, very special person. I'm really fond of her and I'm really looking forward to becoming closer to her because I'm only really just getting to know her and I think she's a pretty damn fine woman. Um, the important thing about this is it's historic, isn't it? It, 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 it reaches back. To 2018 at the mm. moment, but I think they are working towards that going further back. Because mm. as the minister was saying today on um, on uh, Radio 4, she was saying, you know, she meets women in her 70s that are still devastated by that. And I know that for a lot of people, if you haven't had a miscarriage, if you haven't had any baby loss, people do tend to think, well, you know, and I, I, would, I would urge everyone to never say to a person, Oh, how many weeks? Oh, with a bit of relief. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. two weeks, three weeks, a day. It was. Oh, there was somebody today who, who I was reading about who found out that she was pregnant and l lost that baby on the same day because it was an ectopic pregnancy. 
And so she was told the two things at the same time. Mm. And still it is deeply painful to her mm. because I cannot tell you that feeling for us, I think we both said, when you first know you're pregnant from that second for us, and I'm not talking about, you know, when it's an unwanted pregnancy and all of that, and this is, I am not anti-abortion or any of that. I've had an abortion myself. But when it is a wanted baby, from that first second, it is a baby and it is, you are thinking about its whole future and you talk and the excitement and the high is so massive. But I can understand why people who haven't felt that can't understand it and mm. will say something like, oh, it, was, oh, it was just a day, it was just a week, it was just three weeks, just four weeks, just six weeks, just eight weeks. Oh, as long as it wasn't before you were showing. Can I make a suggestion? That's yeah. the thing that people say. Oh, well, at least you weren't showing. Mm. But you're feeling. Well, I think before I... Before you're I... showing, you're feeling. You know, you can get flutters really early, but not even actually physically, but you're feeling in your heart, this thing. So it's hugely important, mm. not for everybody. You could suffer the grief of, a, of, of the loss and, and all of that miscarriage, and this wouldn't be important, and this wouldn't be for you, and there's nothing wrong in that either. But for many, many women, tens of thousands of women and their partners, this is going to be huge today. I think I think we should all aim or aspire to get to a point socially. You know, we have so many kind of, you know, we get we have so many things around trigger warnings, <coughs> don't we? We have so many things around, you know, the the accusation or the allegation of snowflakery. I, you know, there was one the other day I went to see King Lear and there was a, you know, there was a warning saying, you know, there are moments of this for the for the faint heart. And, and you know, OK, you could argue, well, for some people that needs to happen. I would argue that around something like miscarriage, of all the topics that I can think of, and there are many, you know, around racism, things like that, I think this is one of those topics where the, 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 the phrase trigger, a trigger warning, is important. I think we should aim and aspire to get to a socially acceptable norm, which is if any woman or couple say that they've experienced a miscarriage, no one questions it and no one asks when or how mm. long. Because I think you've just made the point, and someone else has just made the point, that as soon as that connection is there, and as soon as you know the connection is there, really there's conception, and then there's the conception of the idea, and mm. the conception nice of the it. relationship. Yeah. So you have, you have literal biological conception, you have the conception of the idea, the love. And then the that. connection to and, that. Yeah, and the conception of mm. love and connection is it, it's irrelevant how long it is. It's irrelevant what the time is. It's irrelevant if it's three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, whatever. I think at the point that someone came to me, if anyone came to me and said, I've miscarried, the last thing I'm thinking about is, let's get into the technicalities of how long that was and whether that will be a less Because people are trying traumatic. to find a way to deal with it. I don't think people are being mean. I think in themselves, they're trying to find a way to deal with it. We are terrible as, as a nation in dealing with grief anyway. You know, it's mm. hidden away. You don't cry, you don't do... You know, you think of other cultures where people sob and scream and shout and share. Mm. We are very retreat, say nothing, look fine pretty quickly. So it's the way of moving the conversation on and away. Mm. So if you are in that environment, having this certificate, mm. having this acknowledgement, this validation that what you've gone through is a painful human thing, I think is hugely important. Mm. And there mm. will be many that poo-poo this today, and that's okay. But I think for those 
Oh, I think there'll be I think there'll be tears across the country today. I really do. I I I really think this is going to go incredibly deep for a lot of people. Faith just said there, please, please, nobody say, oh, well, you can have another one. <sighs> and there's lots of this. Again, it's people's way yep. of trying to ease themselves and you out of the grief, but it doesn't work. Another one is, please don't ever say, sorry, darling, let me just sorry, no, no, sorry. The other thing is, I've, I've had this said to me, and I know it was supposed to be a soothing thing, but it's not. Oh, it's just the womb getting ready. It's a practice. Nearly everybody has this. And, you know, a couple of people that I told in my first one was like, oh, yeah, I had that at that age. It, it, it completely shuts your feelings down and away and leave, left me feeling a bit ashamed mm. that I was even saying anything or feeling sad about it. Oh, because it's happened to you as well. It's like a different way to say that was going, I can imagine your, I can, I, I can really empathise with you. It was so difficult for me as well that's a different way of saying it you know? don't, don't you don't you sometimes get a little bit frustrated when i mean I, you're right i think a lot a lot of these wrong things that are said are because people don't really know what to say yeah it's not out and, of meanness. and it's not it's not out of meanness meanness but sometimes that can be quite frustrating because i do think there are some people okay it's not out of meanness but it's out of expediency to get out of an awkward situation sometimes i think minky muja said basically don't comment listen and support you know mm. i think sometimes we feel as humans for various reasons that we have to open our mouths all the time and, I'm you know, and i'm totally that person i am totally that person i want to fix it i want to well, i want to make that person feel better in that second and so it's something i'm it's part of my learning process yeah and i think as a parent I've, I've, I've learned from my children that actually it's not about me opening my mouth and going to rescue mode and going to solving mode sometimes it really is about sitting with holding not troubleshooting and i, t I think to any new parents out there with children you know you don't need to so sometimes to try and fix solve uh, detect, um, cure immediately isn't what's needed in many situations. What's needed, and I think the same is said to be said of parents. I think the thing that really surprised me about this reading it um, through the fog of an awful migraine, which is coming back, um, I was really surprised because I, I just wanted to quickly read Shauna Rosh, no, sorry, no, uh, Kerry Gracie. I had four miscarriages and unable to have any children. I suffered mentally because of this, but unsure if a certificate would make a difference or not. Mm, I don't think it will to everyone. I don't necessarily think it's the certificate, but you know mm. what I think it is? I think it's what the certificate could symbolise. I, I think it's the idea that there's even a process or uh, some kind of social acknowledgement that, yes, you're right, I mean, a piece of paper doesn't necessarily do anything, but for some I think it might. I think it's, a, it's almost a memento. Where, where is the, who, what's the person Kerry saying? Gracie. Kerry, Kerry, um... It's interesting because it totally my first reaction was that it was like, well, it wouldn't have made any difference to me. But then I was like, I've been thinking about it this morning and I'm thinking, but I've also learnt, I also learnt to just be okay with it, you mm. know. So I wonder how much, and I've I've said this often and I, and, you know, I'm really sad, for, you know, and so sorry for people that don't, you know, have a child eventually a baby and still for many people even if they then do go on to have a baby full term their healing is not done around the miscarriage mm. miscarriages but for me it really was i i think i worked my grief about my miscarriages i think the way that i dealt with it is that i i told myself and i felt that kiki 
One second, I'll find Kiki. Kiki um, was that soul coming through. That's what I've told myself, you know. And so then, so then I feel like I don't have any upset or pain anymore about my miscarriages. Yeah, I but I don't know how much of that is because, and Kerry, I don't know if it's the same for you, because you push it down, because you push on, because you push mm, through, mm. because you go on. And I wonder if both you and I, Kerry, if at that time, you know, in those first few weeks and everything, you were able to do that, whether it would have just grounded us into mm. actually what had happened and allowed mm. us to have what had happened happen. Yeah. I want to Go read on. out a few more comments. This is really interesting. Some fascinating comments come through. Just quickly, Reese, I'll text you. It was and it's great. Um, I just want to say, I, I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't like to genderfy grief, you know, as in men do. But I do think there are differences and it's all right to say there are differences. I get so worried about whether that's the wrong thing to say. I actually think when I, when I think about this in detail, I think I would have found it I don't know if men might find this much more useful than women in some regards, because I think I would find something meaningful in being able to say, go into my room where I uh, have, um, you know, in a, you know, in a safe place, my, my grandmother's ashes. I, th I think there would be something quite healing for me about the miscarriage, really? certain, you know, particular miscarriage that we went through. Um, which I still find very traumatic to think about, actually. And actually, this has really snagged me, this story. I think it's surprised me that I think there would be something quite meaningful in the administrative document. It sounds ridiculous, and I don't know whether that speaks to something that is a bit male. I don't know. Whereas for women, it might be more the social acknowledgement that a document denotes. Whereas for some men like me, it might be I could go in there, look at the document, and have a bit of a cry, actually. It makes me feel quite tearful now just thinking about that, that it would allow that sort of access point and it would give some validation to something that I think women are struggling with. And so men are sort of one step removed from that even more. So there could be some, you know, it sounds ridiculous. You could almost go to your mates, look, I mean, look, there's, you know, I've got a ticket. No, but <laughs> I don't I mean, mean that in a dismissive way. Do you know what I'm saying? I think as women, if we feel that gets to a point where you can't talk about it anymore, that must be an even sooner point for men because men don't yeah. sit and talk about this stuff anyway. Well, and also it's something um, that your partners go through. A lot of men don't talk about that sort of thing. I mean, at the time that we went through that, I had, a, I had quite a few other ma male friends and... It was something that your oh, your wife went through that. Oh, you know, it's not something that you're even considered to have gone through. Mm. It's not discussed mm. like that. Shall I read just some of these out? This yeah, is really interesting. Well. Shauna Roche, the only way to deal with it for me is to shut off all emotion from it. So personally, I think if I thought of registering it, it would be opening a Pandora's box. Yeah, I in think my there'll mind. be a lot of people that think like that, Shauna, yeah. as well, because not everything. I mean, like, it's so funny that you say Pandora's box because. Um, Somebody that's very close to me, who I really did, really do think could really benefit from having some therapy for the stuff that she's gone through. She said to me, I've been, I went a few times somewhere and it was a Pandora's box that I'll never be able to properly close again. And I thought, yeah, we have to be really mindful mm. of not everybody wants to go Absolutely. deep and wants to find everything out Absolutely. and investigate everything. And that it's okay if that's what you want to push through and just get on. It's actually okay. I agree, and I think the same thing is to be said for therapy. I, I can't stand people who go, well, you know, you really need therapy, and Rachel, why are you not? I think for a lot of people, it's really important that you don't go through therapy, or you don't go through the 
the, I mean, leap here, perhaps it's also, it also represents a physical thing and signifier that was previously taken away from them. Yeah. Francesca Bastos, my friends decided they didn't want children, got pregnant accidentally, decided to keep it. Then she miscarried in a very painful mm. way on a train that was such a mindfuck for their psyche. I'm not yes. surprised. My God. Tracy Watt, I'm so sorry people said that to you, Nadia. That's awful. I had a miscarriage at six weeks. I got pregnant again four months later, which was a successful pregnancy. Mm. And I do feel truly blessed. And oh. that's speaking to what you're saying there is that whole idea of a, a, yeah. a subsequent child in some way heals the loss. Yeah. But not, but one. not for everybody. Really, really not yeah. for everybody. I think it again. Everybody's experience is so different. And oh, this listen yeah. to this, Amelia Bennett. I think if records are maintained similarly to birth, marriage certificates. I mean, this isn't an official thing either, is it? It's not. It's not a legal document, but it's an official document. It's particularly magical, as there'll be records forever in history, family trees, etc. Hmm. That is that is quite magical because I think hmm. I hear you finding things out about your your father's side of the family your mother's side of the family. It's it's captivating, isn't it? And I think you know that whole speaks to that whole kind of who do you think you are thing. When you think, oh my god, that that person. You know, for, for example, for me, just in a small way, I think about my nan, my grandmother, and I think about her temp her incredibly overbearing personality and fury and and temper. And then I realise that she did obviously go through some kind of postnatal depression. Mm. Who knows? Whether she went through a miscarriage, she was of a generation she would not have even oh, talked about it. Oh, she probably would. Yeah. Do you know probably. what I mean? Yes, I'm, that's right. Uh, Christina, I think it was Christina. Sorry, I'm, I'm really having trouble seeing. Said there that um, you were told that oh, yeah. it was. I'm oh, sorry, I got. I can't tell if you can read it. I got. I got oh, told oh. it's nature's way, and I've also got told there must have been something wrong with it. Yes, that was it. That's what I wanted to. Really. Now. Oh, now. The Which thing is, is, for some people, that is a comfort. You know, but I think we just can't standardize these comments to everybody. I think, you know, was mm. it Minky Moo that said, just listen? Mm. But so you, so somebody might say, do you think it could have been because there was something wrong with it? And you could say, because if a friend said that to me, I would hear that they are wanting that comfort. So I might reply and say, I have heard that, but I suppose, but we can never know. But I have heard that because then that person's got the choice to take comfort from that or not. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, because I think why, I think where that comes from when people say that is because what they're trying to say is it doesn't mean this will happen every time. Mm. So that, I think that's where the comfort thing comes in. But of course, depending on the person that you're saying it to, the person could take that anyway. The person could say, well, what if every time I've got something, there's something wrong with it? Mm. So there is no perfect answer here. But I think this, this new thing of being able, for those who want to, that feel they will get something, I think is fantastic. Zoe, Agnew, I'm going to share it. Presumably you're okay with it because you've written it on the forum. I've never really spoken about this, but I had a miscarriage when I was 19. I was a month or so in and I will never forget how my feelings were dismissed and still to this day, it fucked me up. Sweetie, yeah. sweetie. Well, I of mean, course you know, it yeah. will because, because the attitude probably, possibly when somebody is young and they are single is like almost like, oh, well, that's good because we yeah. don't need to worry about that. And that is just, 
that is brutal. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Kimru Valkyja. Sorry, Zoe. I think it broke me, though, because two weeks later, my then partner of two years, I found out he'd been cheating on me. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Julie Neary. I had a miscarriage. The hospital was so caring towards me and my partner. I do wish we could have had a certificate to acknowledge the loss mm. we had. I just want to read a few more because they're so meaningful here. Um, uh, when, sorry, da, 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 was Karis Reese. Uh, sorry, hang on a second. Uh, yeah, Aushan Shuggle Granny. This is really moving as well. I am 60. The baby I miscarried 42 years ago. I went on to have three children and 10 grandchildren. Still remember her. A certificate recognition would have helped. Uh, Amelia mm. Ber Bennett, I think if records are maintained, it's... Oh, sorry, I've, I've read your phrase before. Minky Moo, we thought we had lost our first and spent a weekend thinking that. Nurse told me it was probably my fault because I was still going to the gym. Luckily, he was still there, bouncing about in the, and on the doing scan. very well because you'd been to the gym and been having exercise and giving your baby in uterine extra oxygen. <clears throat> uh, Faith Goodman, God, in, in old are we meant to think, feel guilty about so many bloody things? Faith Goodman, in old census records, there is a column for babies' children who have died, so it could be an actual column for number of miscarriages. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, Wow, I mean, this is speaking to a lot of a lot a lot of people. Mm. And, Thank and, and, you, so many of you, for sharing here. And like, yeah, you know, like Mark and I have tiptoed our way through the way we're today. feeling about it. So as ever, which yeah. happens so often on here, is that we we get so much more back than we give out. I think. Mm. God, sending love to all of you. Lots of love and look, Looking at that poll, look, sixty-four percent out of nearly three hundred votes have you or someone you know had a miscarriage prior to twenty-four weeks. Pretty much two thirds of you. Uh, that's two hundred people here. I mean, we we we, we do qualify for this. Do we? This is two thousand eighteen. Yeah, Kiki was. When was Kiki born? No. No. She's. She's. That would make her six. Uh, six years ago. No. Two thousand eighteen is six years ago. Oh yeah, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're thinking 2008. Such an idiot. I'm thinking yeah. 2008. Okay. But even then, I'm going to keep. The I'm pot. an idiot. Ignore <laughs> Sorry. me. Okay. Uh, but, gonna... but yeah, yeah. I'll just anybody that does go and do it and would like to send us a comment, would like to know how how it how it went and how it left you feeling, maybe. We'll talk about this again and get people yeah, to Yeah, yeah. Now, look look also, guys. I will make a note of the time, 26.07. If someone could just pop it when this is uploaded to remind me, just put the digits, 26.08. I'm now going to pop up the link to our How to Stay Married about miscarriages because mm. uh, we've heard and lots of people have said men too and partners and, and couples. It, it's useful because it was a very raw, very real mm. discussion, wasn't it, about but it? So many people over the years come up to me about that, yeah, that so podcast. Yeah, a couple of men. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, moving on. Look, we're now going to we're now going to move on to the unedifying image of grown men and women in the Houses of Parliament throwing their toys out of the pram, running all over the place, screaming, shouting, jumping up and down, playing silly buggers with you know the definitions of ceasefires, humanitarian pauses, votes, speakers of the House being held out. Now, of course, don't worry. You. Coming at this story about the due process of the House of Commons and Parliament and how they went about a vote last night on whether there should be a ceasefire in the Gaza-Israel uh, uh, crisis, um, you'll be thinking, well, I don't know the technicalities of politics. And it was incredibly confusing. I went for an, I endeavoured yesterday in Coffee Morning to explain the nature of what could have played out last night. But if I can just pause you there, as we were watching it unfold, 
we were actually at points howling with laughter because the presenters, oh, what's his name? I don't Sky, know, he's very he said, funny. I, I am utterly confused. Spectacularly Spectac confused. All these top political journalists saying, basically, we don't know what the hell is going on because it was so complicated that... And we were watching for a couple of hours and that kept on being said. All the journalists, we went from Sky News to da-da-da, they were all saying, it was we not don't really Jamie. understand what's happening. So don't feel that you're being stupid if you don't understand. Alison Barber, thank you so much for reposting what I asked you to earlier. Um, so this was essentially, just, I tried to unpack, I tried to explain yesterday as simply as I could what was coming and I felt I made a complete pig's ear of it. And I realised watching what happened and played out last night was that I actually made quite a good job of it. Because nobody else could. <laughs> no one else could make any sense of it. So the Scottish Nationalist Party, most pop parties in opposition have an opportunity to table amendments or table bills and, and take the floor and use that for their kind, because they're an opposition party. Labour is obviously the main opposition, but the, the Scottish Nationalist Party, the second largest, uh, third largest, sorry. So this was their day. This was their day as a party to kind of put their stamp in the sand because they don't get the time. They don't have as much time to do this stuff, to, to dictate what's discussed and to, and to define the agenda in a sense. So I have a huge sympathy, actually, when you come to the party politics of it with the SNP more than I do with Labour or the Conservatives because they don't often get their moment in the sun. And this was completely gobbled up by the internecine kind of party politics of Labour and the Conservatives playing silly buggers. Um, Alison Barber makes a really good point. So what happened last night was through parliamentary procedure, the, the Speaker of the House, um, what's his name, Lindsay Hoyle? Oh. He essentially broke with tradition and made a different decision that shouldn't have been made. It was, you know, it, he allowed an extra amendment to come into this bill for a ceasefire that the SNP had brought in. And it wasn't what's the done thing. This isn't how it should have been. It, there should have only been one amendment, but he allowed two. And what he, what he essentially allowed to happen, and this is these are the accusations, he allowed um, too many amendments to come in. The SNP ended up losing on, their moment. Just because I'm going to interfere, interrupt you whenever it's getting yeah, a bit yeah, confusing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you say the amendments, yeah. we're talking about is the way that the question, the way the statement was posed, wasn't yes, it? Yeah. So the SNP wanted an immediate ceasefire. Well, yes, but the SNP wanted a ceasefire, acknowledging the hostages, but they also wanted the wording yeah. that said Israel was engaging in the collective punishment of the Palestinians. And that now, Starmer, and you correct me now if I'm wrong, because I'm, I'm, mm. I'm the political dunce here, so I always like yeah. trying to go through my foot. Then Starmer is in a right old fuck because so many of his um, MPs want to vote for a ceasefire ban, yeah. right? And they believe that they Israel believe, is engaged in a collective they, punishment yeah. of, the, of the Palestinians. But Starmer does not want the collective punishment of the Palestinians in his bill. No. Right? So, so and that's really quite very important. Well, it's massively important because it's difference. It's because <laughs> well, because as Alison Barber says, thank you so much for reposting your thing. Starmer was acting to save the face of the government and weapons manufacturers. It's yeah. disgusting. disgusting. Both he and Lindsay Hoyle, the Speaker of the House, need to resign. Please, anyone in his constituency, vote for Andrew Feinstein. Is he running? Is he actually is running? He running? If he is, because he's running again. 
So yes, this was this was all of the parties. Well, certainly the you know. So in the end, the Conservatives threw their amendment out because they were furious because they'd allowed the Labour amendment. Government, so it should be them that has yeah. their amendment in. So in the end, loads of politicians in the end didn't vote. The SNP didn't vote on their own their own bill. They were bill, storming out, screaming. They were screaming and shouting. They were red faced. I said to Mark, Can I've never you seen anything imagine? like it. What the rest of the world must be thinking when they watch this. Never mind the videos that we are all seeing continuously, live streamed genocide, starvation. All of this is going on right now, and our lot are storming off, refusing to vote, eye eyeing, no knowing. It was an absolute travesty it was an absolute mess but look, look a couple and of just one more point lindsay hoyle wasn't there well no no no, no 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 but the reason he wasn't because he was out the back well one of the major problems is there's lots of accusations swimming around and i'm amazed at the vote so the vote just slipped through the most of the conservative party didn't vote because they penny morden removed their amendment so they were calling for a humanitarian pause the smp didn't get to vote on their original bill because the labor amendment had had trumped their bill because they they decided that the labor amendment was the one that everyone had voted on because of the audio of them all saying and yay yeah. rather than no. The Conservatives and the SNP are claiming no one knew that the vote was actually happening, happening about the Labour Amendment at the very moment that the Labour Amendment was being shooed in. Labour are accused, or Starmer so is being accused. So it just went through. So it went through. But there Democracy? Was a, <laughs> but there was a lot of anger with Starmer because there is a feeling or a suggestion, though it's not been proven, the, the Labour Party were leaning on Lindsay Hoyle, the Speaker of the House, to allow these two amendments because it would basically what Lindsay hang on, Hoyle. Hang what, on, I listened to some political journalists. What Lindsay today on Radio Hoyle, Hoyle, let me just say everyone thought. that they spoke to a lot of big players in, in the Labour Party and they, they yeah. were saying there were discussions around when we're in government, you want to keep your job. That's right. what they are saying. If that's proven true, then this is absolutely abhorrent in a political party politics position, governmental position, sort of institutional position. But let's not forget, let's not forget, nothing that was voted on last night would make the slightest jot of difference to what's happening to anyone in Gaza. Hostages or the catastrophic destruction of an entire population and country. No Hamas soldier, no IDF member, no member of the Israeli government were for a minute looking to the British government and thinking, oh, this is important. What was happening were pol party politics were being played with such an important, crucial decision. They each party couldn't find it within themselves to agree upon the right language. And this speaks because to... Because they're all playing games yeah, around the bloody language. Starmer's That's coming out of this trying to claim a victory that he's managed Starmer to finally declare that the Labour Party... In no, his removal finished. of the collective punishment of um, civilians, Gazan civilians or Palestinian civilians, in the removal of that, he also, as you rightly say, Alison Barber, he removes the sort of... The, the the compulsion then, or there could be, on people selling arms to Israel. Exactly. That would hold that Israel affected. culpable for potential war crimes and humanitarian, you know, uh, you know, egregious acts. He, in his own way, was protecting the Israeli current policy. Yeah, of um, starving and bombing people to death. By not, by, by splitting hairs. But I'm, listen to this, today there were massive airdrops from the UK into northern Gaza because it's the only way they can get food in. So they know they're being starved. 
is that or is that not a collective punishment? Go and ask a child in primary school and they will say, oh, you're punishing everybody that didn't do it. The right? British government... And Starmer yeah. wanted that taken out. And the rumour is that he manipulated the the um, Lindsay Hoyle to change the rules, basically, to, to, to muck about the rules. And I said to you last night, didn't I, Mark? Again. I'll make loads of mistakes because I'm not, I've never studied politics or anything. But I said to Mark, if he was just as bad as when Boris was standing up there lying his bloody back teeth out, it feels like that. I think so this is one of the, I think this is yet again the lowest, lowest, lowest point for British politics. How can he be a socialist? How can he say he cares about people that have less? Personally, How can he sell that to us? How can he make us believe he's going to look after people that have less in this country when he can't say when we're massive food drops because they're starving to death in Northern Gaza? He can't say that's a punishment. And he's trying, he's trying, it's he's trying desperately horrific. to sort of peddle this out as a success and that Labour are now on board. Now, of course, any move towards any Slice kind of ceasefire is right. Every, I've said it so many times, I've said it so many times here, any call for any ceasefire, baked into the idea of a ceasefire is that you negotiate what that, you know, you negotiate yeah. afterwards. But there should be no shadow of doubt in being able to call for it, nor name what's happening now. No one is at all ambivalent about naming the atrocity of October the 7th. But it strikes me that Keir Starmer is still ambivalent, extremely so, about calling out the most obviously egregious collective punishment of an entire nation. And the fact that he's peddling his vote last night yeah. as a success story and a Disgusting. move in the right direction. Any Labour Party member that got behind that and didn't abstain last night is as bad as Starmer. It is a total, total travesty. He has strangely done himself more damage. And I hope, I hope, if he has put the pressure that some are suggesting he did on the uh, Speaker of the House, that needs to be revealed. It's disgraceful. It's just disgraceful. And we've got to draw a line between people that are passionately asking their MPs to make their voice known and the kind of people that are putting threats out on MPs, because that is unforgivable. To turn of up course. at MPs' houses, I think all of that yeah, stuff is unforgivable. Far. But what I'm mindful of is that that everybody that is passionate about this is being grouped into being that kind of a person. Do you know what I mean? We have the right to make demands on our MPs. We have the right to make our voices. There were thousands of people who queued for hours yesterday outside Parliament to make their feelings known and to lobby their MPs. They weren't given any respect. They weren't told why they weren't allowed in. This is the Palestine Solidarity UK. It was a disgrace. Stephanie says Starmer audibly thanked Hoyle, apparently. I'm not surprised he did. Because what Hoyle did by providing the opportunity so for their amendment was he gave Starmer a... What Starmer's managed to get through is ceasefire with caveats, which the vast majority of the mainstream media and the public what? aren't going to be interested in looking into. Looking so in. he can say, we've called a ceasefire. He wants to get... All of remember his... that caveat. But in a remember weird way. what he yeah, said. But remember the caveat because as Alison Barber says, it allows the arms to keep going. It allows all of that. It's all bollocks. It's like Biden saying it's time. What you've gone over the top. We're getting crazy. Mm. 
you know, it's time for a ceasefire. As While I, the whole time sending exactly the same amount of arms behind all of our yeah, backs. Because, and also baked into his caveat is the inference and suggestion that in the SNP calling for it and calling out the collective punishment that the Israelis are currently engaged in, you're somehow saying Hamas aren't held to the same standard. Well, they are. It's, it says the hostages need to be held, handed back. He is really caveating this in such a sort of obvious fashion. I find it unpalatable. I find it disgusting. Does anybody really believe now that Netanyahu cares about the hostages? I think we care more about the hostages than he does. I do because whenever I see another whole area flattened, I always say to you, don't I? What if there's hostages in there? Mm. What if there is hostages in there? Mm. I mean, this last, the last two that they recovered, they devastated the area. I mean, they killed so many people. You know, it's just like... Sinead Jones makes a really important madness. point. Sinead Jones makes a really important point. Yeah, don't think for a minute that the Tories were sitting, sitting there with an, with an amendment that mattered. What, no. what the, reason, yes. the reason it was annoying for anyone in support of the more sort of robust, comprehensive acknowledgement of the SNP bill or amendment or, you know, motion, the only reason that, the, that one feels any sort of, uh, you know, frustration about the Tories and their amendment not being allowed to be the one in opposition was it would have forced everyone to actually face, the, to accept the truth of what the SNP was saying. Because, yes, you're right, the Tory amendment was, uh, what did you say, the intentional storm is detracted from the Tories amendment, which blamed and condemned Palestine. I can't believe how this government always escapes accountability by diverting attention. You're absolutely you're right. You're so right. You're absolutely right. But this is where, the, again, the Speaker of the House made a huge... Huge, huge, huge mistake. Even his team, his clerks who were sat in front of him, were turning round and saying, this is going to backfire. Now, I can't understand how in this kind of incredibly administrative place, they can't go, OK, well, that was a null and void kind of, we have to do this again. That is what he said, Faith. Apparently, the, what, what it states is when Lindsay finally came out and apologised, having left that poor woman to be screamed and shouted at for how long, he said that he really had, his intention was he thought he was doing the right thing. Do you know what? I believed his apology, but I believe also that, and this is what everybody is saying, that um, Keir Starmer went in there and said, unless we have this amendment, um, it's for the safety, safety of our MPs is, is um, you know, is at risk. This is the reason that he said that he allowed to happen what happened. Mm. And the rumours seem to be, it's like the SNP guy said, how come Starmer had a private meeting with the he leader didn't. of the House? The SNP didn't. He didn't. And I don't think I don't think the Tories did, did what? they, before in in relation just to no, this. No. So he said, you know, what was going on behind closed doors? At one point, there was they were gonna take everything. They were gonna shut down all the cameras and everything, weren't they? Do you remember yeah. that bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they said be we need to go dark. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the first time in history. Yeah. The first time in history said that we didn't know what was astonished. going on. Lovely quote here. Who is it who says, uh, Anne-Marie Shellard, was it Shakespeare who said, hell is empty, the devils are all here. Mm, Very so true. true. I just want to read a quick quick quote. Dr. John, yeah, John Crace said this in a fantastic piece in The Guardian. John Crace is so He's good so and funny about this stuff. He said, so here we had it. 
While more men, women and children were dying in Gaza, all the UK's parties were using the conflict for marginal parochial gains. Just lip service to a higher calling, all claiming they cared only for bringing the war to an end. All so detached from reality, they couldn't even see that they're all lying to themselves, indulging in performative politics. Knowing there was no chance an IDF or Hamas commander was listening in, nothing they said would make a difference so they could say what they liked. Yeah. <laughs> the first I sign. I don't know if Rishi was there. Good question, Faith. We didn't see it. I don't even think Starman no, was there at the end they, of the they day. They weren't there. Not, not at the point that we were yeah, watching. Anyway, so yeah, there we go. There we go. It's just an <sighs> absolute shit show. Please keep following accounts. Please follow Middle East Eye, Palestine Eye, um, Al Jazeera English. Totally agree, Grace. And Martin. go to my Instagram account of the March, where I've given you lots mm. of journalists in Gaza, in Gaza right now, to get a sense of the absolute horror that is happening there and then you will mm. really be able to continue to put pressure on our government to stop fucking about with words here and there and put an end to this atrocity mm. guys have a lovely day um content will be lovely landing guys. later oh let me just it's all on the other side now so sorry and lots of love and i'm gonna go and take some paracetamol bye